This program is brought to you by PersonalLifeMedia.com. Hi, and welcome to Green Talk, a podcast series from GreenLivingIdeas.com. Green Talk helps listeners in their efforts to lead more eco-friendly lifestyles through interviews with top vendors, authors, and experts from around the world. We discuss the critical issues facing the global environment today, as well as the technologies, products, and practices that you can employ to go greener in every area of your life. Hi, everybody. Thanks for listening in today on Green Talk Radio from GreenLivingIdeas.com. This is Sean Daly, Green Living Ideas Editor-in-Chief. And today I have with me Colin, Colin, let me make sure I'm pronouncing this uh, correctly, Colin Tillman, is that correct? Great. And Colin is uh, with uh, Delta Fawcett Company, and he is uh, business development, but also in, in research and development, I understand, as well. That's correct. Great. Well, well, Colin, maybe you can just start by just telling us a little bit about your, your role at the company. Um, I'm involved in development of new uh, product ideas and also taking those ideas and applying them to a business situation. So I've been involved a lot with the green building industry the last couple of years, understanding what the needs are of mostly residential um, new construction builders, but also in the involved in commercial building as well. And looking not only just at faucets, because Delta Faucet, after all, is a faucet company, but trying to take it further within Masco and look at room solutions. So trying to develop kitchen and bath solutions for, for builders, especially. Okay, Masco being the parent company. Masco is the parent company, correct. Now, I understand, are you involved just on the Delta Faucet side? I know also there's a cabinet business within the company. So I have been uh, involved with the folks from Marilot Cabinets. And we've been um, trying to develop solutions for builders as they start to realize that the opportunities for cost reductions are limited when you look at it piece by piece. There are opportunities if we can deliver uh, installed solutions to reduce cycle time, and there's big savings in cycle time reductions. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I guess, you know, and the, the focus of this show is really about, for our audience, is helping them go green. Uh, and it's more of, although the, the builder side, you know, this will actually gets this podcast will be shown on both the green building site we have as well as the, the consumer-oriented site. Uh, and But I'm curious about, you know, what we're, we're here to do is help people in the process of going green. And part of going green, as we all know, is water conservation. Or if you don't know that, you know, out there in listener land, you need to know that because carbon offsets gets a lot of airtime, a lot of play. But, but water, you know, water conservation is one of the biggest issues facing the planet. So obviously Delta Fawcett hits that pretty squarely in terms of uh, applicability. Yeah, and that's where, uh, that's where we start, and that's been my major focus. So I'm fa- I was involved in the R&D uh, development of our H2O Kinetics showerhead technology, and I've been involved in uh, the green, working with green standards development. So working, I'm on the task force with the EPA 
I've been working on the WaterSense task force. I've also been active within our own industry organization, the Plumbing Manufacturers Institute, trying to get a handle on what green, what water conservation specs make sense. I mean, after all, there there is a physical limit to how low we can make the flow of water. Yeah. And there are safety issues involved in terms of lowering the flow of shower heads. So there's not only the technical issues, but there's also safety issues. Uh, what do you mean term- there? Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. The, if you, as you reduce flow rate through the shower head, you um, start to hit the limits of the scald product protection, whether it's a pressure balance product or whether it's a thermostatic product. They need a certain flow of water so that they work adequately and protect adequately against pressure drops in the system. Ah. So when somebody flushes the toilet, and we, you know, we, we want to protect you, want to protect people against that, and and we found that once you get around the one, if your if your maximum flow rate is at 1.5 gpm, which remember is at 80 psi, at normal pressures 40 to 45 psi, that flow rate actually drops below that rated flow. So it, we found in our research that our 1.6 gallon a minute showerhead, for instance in most situations it's really flowing at about 1.3, 1.4 gallons a minute. And we found that really is kind of the threshold for safety okay. in terms of not um, affecting the performance of the valve itself. That's fascinating. I, this has never come up before. That, that's very interesting. I, it, it, and it is, it is a challenge as we in the industry, obviously there's always a certain amount of suspicion. I mean, that might be true. Uh, skepticism probably is a better word. Uh, of when manufacturers make claims when when you're dealing with uh, green building agencies. And so that's one of the efforts that we've uh, undertaken as an industry is to try to educate folks and show them the data, the flow result data, that there is going to be a limit that at, at this point with current technologies in terms of maintaining scald protection and still reducing the flow rate to a level that is safe. The other thing, of course, is a consumer preference. It doesn't do any good to have a low-flow showerhead that nobody wants to use, and their first uh, instinct is to take it out and go to Home <laughs> Depot and put something in and uh, yeah. pull the flow restrictor out of it. So <laughs> I felt like that before, so I can relate to that. Too absolutely. So as we developed the H2O Kinetic Showerhead, we did a lot of consumer testing where we literally put the showerhead in homes and had people keep a journal, and they tested a lot of other low-flow products as well. And because we can control the water droplet size and the velocity and the um, oscillation of the streams of water coming out of the nozzles, we were able to fine-tune, based on consumer research, the, the, the optimum spray, both in force so people could get their hair rinsed out, but not to the level of stinginess that a lot of the low-flow showerheads have, and also good coverage and warmth. So that, that was a real challenge, but that technology allowed us to be able to, to really create the op, what we think is the optimum low-flow showerhead. Yeah, well, so it really comes down to achieving this balance between usability and low flow and, and these other elements like the, the, you mentioned like the sharpness. I never thought about that, about the characteristic, other characteristics of, of the water droplets and the way the dynamics, the flow dynamics. Absolutely. I mean, you could, you could deliver really low flow shower experiences, but they would feel like they're tearing your skin off. <laughs> no good. So that's not good. That's we don't right. want, we don't want that. No, definitely. That's not something I look for in shower heads. Um, so I'm curious, uh, just about, uh, you know, other, uh, 
Is there any place else to go with this, these technologies? Well, I think we, we obviously, we started with the H2O kinetic technology and body sprays because we felt that we could use that technology to create the high flow experience. I mean, everywhere you turn in all the magazines, they're, they're sexy and they're appealing. And so there's lots of articles about, you know, master suites and, and these high flow car wash type systems. And we thought, you know, there is a water crisis. And so we wanted to try to deliver that experience on less water. And and that was our first initiative. And we did that with our H2O kinetic body sprays and um, our multi-choice medium flow thermostatic tub shower valve. So at eight and a half gallons a minute with those body sprays, we're able to really give that custom shower feel, but without the 15 to 18 gallon a minute valve that's which, more which standard. More standard. Okay, that's so, been the standard in the past. So we're talking about half of what a standard shower would be. We're talking out. about half of what the, the typical custom shower is using. And, and there's other elements. Now you don't need two water heaters, so there's energy savings that go along with that. You, the infrastructure it can be plumbed on the standard half-inch uh, plumbing system. You don't, you know, the standard drains. So th- it just reduces a lot of what you know what some people would consider waste to be able to deliver on the high-flow systems. We're able to eliminate that and and use standard plumbing systems and to support the the experience. Yeah, and this is uh, for those uh, listeners who haven't seen this before. And correct me if I'm I'm wrong here. Colin, uh, about the, the dynamics of the, the H2O dynamics, or uh, H2O kinetic, rather, is that it's this, this idea, if you've seen, for anybody who's built at the uh, builder show or the home building shows, these, these sort of uh, horizontally mounted uh, spray nozzles that gives you this sort of immersion experience as opposed to the standard up above your head, one single nozzle sort of thing. Is that correct? That's right. So these body sprays are typically uh, mounted in a vertical array uh, on one of those shower walls, usually perpendicular to the to the the, the standard shower head. So you have this kind of cross flow effect. Okay. And typically in the past, those have been mini shower heads, so they flow at the standard two and a half gallons per minute. And our H2O kinetic body spray flows at 1.6 gallons per minute, again, at, at the full uh, 80 PSI. So they're typically flowing between you know 1.3 and 1.5 gallons per minute, so quite a reduction in the amount of water. Once you reduce the amount needed for the body sprays, you just don't need a valve that flows as much water. And that's how we're able to reduce the flow. It's, it's the high efficiency of those body sprays and shower heads, which enable us then to use a medium flow valve to, to drive the system. All right. So it's simulating a feeling, what we would associate with a feeling of high flow, but really in a low flow fashion. Correct. And because we are able to create large water droplets, that's really how people, the body senses whether you're feeling like there's a lot of water, is that combination of the velocity and the size of the droplet that, that really tells your body, wow, that's a lot of water. Right, right. So we kind of trick ourselves into it. Yep, yep. We, yeah. It's it's the tricks that we're able to play with that technology, use that technology to play tricks on the what the body is sensing. Right, and that ultimately that's the <laughs> end user, if you will, experience of that product is, is how it feels. Absolutely, and if it doesn't feel right, people aren't going to buy it. They're not going to use it, and so it's it really is critical. And and that's the challenge that all of us, um, you know, manufacturers have is. 
delivering water conservation but not sacrificing on the experience. Because if we do, we know from, from past, you know, endeavors, whether it's low-flow toilets or, or whatever, or other, you know, low-flow showerhead efforts, if it's not right, people, it'll get a bad reputation and people will abandon the, the technology and, and revert back to the standard flow rate stuff. That's right. And this, that's a recurrent theme on this program is technologies that, you know, people don't have to sacrifice in order to achieve these greener goals. And in fact, some cases, you know, by embracing current technologies, you actually end up better off than you do with standard equipment. Absolutely. And that's the philosophy we have in any of our green developments. So as we look at lower flow uh, aerators for faucetry, we've been working with our suppliers to try to optimize um, the technology to, to, and really are starting to pay closer attention to the quality of the water stream and and the you know usability of the water stream something that when when you have two and a half gallons a minute or two point two gallons a minute which is the current standard for faucets uh, you really don't have to think about it a lot but as you ratchet down that flow rate you have to pay a lot closer attention to it mm-hmm. I'm just curious switching gears a little bit I'm curious about if you can speak to uh, Delta and I guess Masco as a company in terms of what you guys are doing internally to quote unquote go green. Uh, you know, uh, beyond the products, because uh, one of the things our listeners have questions about is they want to do business with, uh, uh, or a large majority of our listeners want to do business with and hear about uh, companies that are doing things internally. Absolutely. Well, obviously, in, uh, I can speak, you know, most knowledgeably about the faucet business. You know, when in the manufacturing process in our factories here, we are. Um, very diligent. The first, probably and foremost, is in the recycling of the water we use. And, and in any uh, chrome plating operation, um, there is a lot of water that's required. And obviously, those there are some you know dangerous chemicals that are used in the chrome plating process, and some heavy metals. And so, it is very important for us. The whole water treatment within our factory is serious, serious business. And we have a whole uh, group dedicated just to water treatment. I mean, they could work in for a municipality in, in in a water treatment facility because that's that's the level of expertise and knowledge that we have and and frankly the water that goes out of our plants is cleaner than the water that comes in so we we buy industrial water from the city and not you know which, which is typical in any manufacturing process you're not buying uh, potable water mm-hmm. and we use that industrial water and then it goes through a very uh, rigid and intense uh, process to that's delivered back to the city and and we're really proud of the fact that it's cleaner than when it came in and and I think that's important especially considering our plants are in smaller communities and 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 uh, we have a responsibility to those communities. Sure. Beyond the, the water reuse and recycling, are, are there any other programs? You know, what does it feel like to be an employee within Delta, uh, you know, as far as, you know, just uh, programs that have been implemented and how the, the company's philosophy, uh, has that, have you seen that change recently uh, or over the years? It's been interesting. You know, the focus in the past for our, all the folks that are working in the environmental side, you know, obviously our products are made of brass, so we recycle all of the chips from the machining process, and those get recycled back to our suppliers of brass and, and come back to our factories and, and you know, in bar stock. But one of the things that's interesting is there's a renewed interest and focus on our corporate office. So obviously, you know, 95% of the effort in the past has been 
in the factories themselves for recycling of, of cardboard and paper and, you know, all the things that happen there. But now we're turning our attention to our corporate office in Indianapolis and starting to apply some of those same programs. They're on a much smaller scale, obviously, but uh, starting to uh, implement some of those same programs in our corporate office. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, thanks for sharing that information. Sure. Um, I'm curious about the educational aspect of Delta and how you're getting the word out to, I guess, both consumers and builders uh, about what you're doing and also just about the issues that are, that are involved. Now, I do, I do know, I, I tip my tip your hat a little bit here. I, I was on your site and I did, I was pleased to see that there was a section that was pretty, uh, you know, objective content about um, education. Actually, you even had a kids section for helping educate children uh, about the issues in water conservation. Do you, do you want to say a few words about that? Sure. And we, we, we do have that on our website and, and we um, have had an initiative going for over a year, I think, on uh, educating children on uh, water conservation with coloring books, not even not more than just web-based. We've done some things uh, locally in the schools with coloring books and to try to educate children on what the, you know, the importance of water conservation. We also have created um, a CEU course, the Continuing Education course for architects and designers. It's a web-based, again, so on uh, green and water conservation that they can take. And I think that's important because uh, water conservation, and only until recently has, has it been uh, an area of focus. And um, a, a lot of it is outdoor water related, but, you know, there's quite an impact you can have with indoor water conservation in a, in a big uh, commercial facility or with uh, the advent of there's really been a boom in um, multifamily residential these high-end uh, condos luxury condo complexes and so there there's a great impact and so for us to get out and be educating architects and, and designers on you know the benefits of and beauty of some of our you know, water conservation products, I think, has has made an impact as they're designing, you know, buildings and and residences. Great. So I guess the last question I want to leave our listeners with that I'll throw out to you is just if you had to pick one thing that you could share with us about Delta and kind of what makes you guys special or sets you apart from your competitors in the market, what would that be? I think that we've taken a more active role in trying to uh, innovate and um, develop products that meet the water conservation goals of LEED and other uh, green building, NHB green guidelines, um, Environments for Living, a program within MASCO that has uh, water conservation components to it. You know, just trying to develop new products, whether they be standard faucets, but we're also focusing on electronics and some of the benefits uh, that we think electronic faucets can deliver. We launched um, last year a residential electronic kitchen faucet because in our um, focus groups and our our studies of, of people in the kitchen using faucets, one of the things we noticed is that when someone have, when they have a repetitive wipe-down task, like wiping down the countertops, they tend to leave the water running while they do that. Sometimes that's two or three minutes. That's, you know, that's six, ten gallons of water. And with electronics, you can shut that off, and, and because it's infrared activated, when they go back into the, under the faucet, it comes back on right at the temperature they were at. So we think there's, uh, you know, a lot of things we can do in terms of making faucets smarter 
that can uh, drive water conservation down the road. Yeah, I mean, those kinds of things exist for anybody who's ever been in an airport bathroom. You know, most of the those have those kinds of things, but we haven't really seen that penetration in the home market, so that will be good to see. Yeah, and, for, and unfortunately, we're on second, third, fourth generation electronics compared to what most of us are used to experiencing in, a, in an airport restroom. So fortunately, that technology has come a long way. Although it hasn't made its way as, as quickly into the, the commercial market, you're going to see that smart technology in the home, I think, uh, fairly quickly. Great. Well, I just want to remind everyone listening in today that you could find out more about Delta and their products at deltafaucet.com or www.deltafaucet.com. That's D-E-L-T-A-F-A-U-C-E-T. My guest today has been Colin Tillman from Delta. Colin, I want to thank you again for being on the show with us today. It was really great having you. Well, thank you, Sean. It's my pleasure. Thanks, as always, to everyone listening in today. Remember, for more free on-demand podcasts, articles, videos, and other information related to living a greener lifestyle, visit our website at www.greenlivingideas.com. We'd also love to hear your comments, feedback, and questions. Send us an email at editors at greenlivingideas.com. Find more great shows like this on personallifemedia.com.